Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in here today. Hope you had a great holiday season. Now that the holidays are over for the most part, it's the end of the year, just the last few days of 2011, and the next two shows are going to be basically just wrap-up shows for the year. Uh, I think these are definitely going to be yearly traditions here on Rock Strikes 10. So let's get the hard part out of the way here right now on this particular show. going to focus on the singers, musicians, and songwriters that left us this year. Normally these songs probably wouldn't go into any kind of theme together, really, uh, in any normal time. But So it's going to be a really schizophrenic show today stylistically but the it, this is what the show is all about it's all different aspects of rock and roll and this is one of those shows that really puts that point across and you know we're going to pay tribute and say goodbye to these artists so starting off uh, the first major music death of the year completely happened in uh, January 4th really early right at the top of the year it was Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty was known for about two or three really, really, really big songs, but they were very important songs. If you were around during the peak of disco music in the 70s and you were like anti-disco, if you're a rock and roll guy, then Jerry Rafferty's kind of a hero to you because in the States, uh, his big song, Baker Street, actually outseated Saturday Night Fever on the charts, is what I found out. You know, you, you know his big Steelers wheel song, of course, stuck in the middle with you, and you know, kind of torn between going that route or playing something a little more obscure by him. But actually, at the zero hour, I actually did have a request to play "Stuck in the Middle with You" in honor of Jerry Rafferty's passing. And uh, so I'm gonna play it here. We're gonna start off on this uh, kind of sad show with something a little upbeat to kind of ease you in. So here you go. This is Jerry Rafferty with the band Steeler's Wheel doing Stuck in the Middle with You. There you go. Yeah. 
Steeler's Wheel featuring the late Jerry Rafferty with Stuck in the Middle with You. Uh, You know where you can find that song. There's tons of places to find that. And of course it had a big comeback in the early 90s due to its iconic, now iconic use in the movie Reservoir Dogs. Of course nobody will ever forget that if you've seen it. And uh, yeah, Jerry died January 4th of liver failure at the age of 63 and what is believed to be by people that knew him best uh, due to his ongoing alcoholism. So, very sad, and unfortunately that will be uh, a consistent theme here on the show here. Uh, so, eh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to I'm try, I'm gonna try to keep the show as upbeat as possible, that I, I have a tall task ahead of me here. But moving on, uh, the next person I'm going to pay tribute to here on Rock Strikes 10 uh, I don't think there's any, uh, there's no way to even put arguably in front of this sentence. It's got to be the, the greatest saxophone man in the history of rock and roll, the big man. Going to play uh, something by Clarence Clemens. Uh, that was, that's probably one of the biggest ones for sure this year. That was a big loss, of course. Uh, Clarence has played, You chances are you've got something that Clarence has played on, and not even just Bruce Springsteen stuff. I mean, yeah, of course, Clarence was a big part of Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. I mean, that's, this guy's played on records by Joe Cocker and Roy Orbison, all the way down to, like, Twisted Sister, Great White, Todd Rundgren, Ian Hunter, um, Aretha, Aretha Franklin, played with her. I mean, the guy went everywhere, and, you know, he always seemed like a really cool guy, like he was always having a blast, so... And, uh, you know, people my age uh, will recognize him as one of the most important men in the universe from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, Clarence uh, really makes me think of positive things. So, 
and uh, it was just really sad losing him. He died on June 18th due to uh, some complications. He had had a massive stroke the week before, so he just uh, just gave out there about a week afterwards. Uh, I found this song actually very shortly after his passing. I uh, found it on a, a compilation, actually a movie soundtrack to the movie Porky's Revenge. Yeah, I actually had that soundtrack kicking around. There's actually some really good cover songs on there. And uh, Clarence got a chance to throw down. It's an instrumental solo piece, so I figured it's a good one to spotlight Clarence's true talent on. This is a cover version of Clarence Clemens doing the theme to Peter Gunn. So here you go. Turn it up for Clarence. <laughs> That was the big man, Clarence Clemens, doing the Peter Gunn theme. Like I said, you can find that on the soundtrack to Porky's Revenge. And if you're a fan of old school rock and roll from the 50s and early 60s, I highly recommend this soundtrack, actually, believe it or not. There's some uh, great cover songs on here. you got Dave Edmonds doing a few tracks on here. He does about a, about a third of the soundtrack. you got George Harrison doing a Dylan cover. Fabulous Thunderbirds doing Staggerly, Carl Perkins is on there doing uh, Blue Suede Shoes, which he originally did, of course. Of course, that Clarence track. Uh, Willie Nelson doing Lummy Tender. I mean, Jeff Beck's on there doing Sleepwalk. Oh, so it's it's a really great collection. I highly recommend it. Oh yeah, and there oh, yeah, there's also a um, 
uh, Robert Plant and Phil Collins do a duet together under a pseudonym, so also very cool. So go check that record out. That's one of those, uh, you know, it never got released initially when the movie was out, and there were so many cool songs in the movie that they finally got the clearance to do all of the songs on the soundtrack. So it came out, and they, they did one pressing of it. So it's out of print now, but if you can find it cheap enough, definitely check that one out. Uh, the next person we're going to pay tribute to is uh, is uh, Polly Styrene uh, from X-Ray Specs. She died on April 25th. Uh, at the age of 53, she had breast cancer, which, I mean, that really sucks. I mean, you know... It's not one of those deaths where she really had a say in it. You know, cancer is cancer, and uh, she didn't cash in her chip. So I think that kind of makes it uh, a lot more tragic. So I give her a lot of credit. She was definitely one of those really non-conventional lead singers, front people. And she came out there, she had braces on, and, you know, she didn't try to act like anything other than what she was. She was just having fun and being real unconventional and everything. And, you know, that's punk rock at, at its finest right there. So. You know, X-Ray Specs was one of those bands that came out of the Sex Pistols thing, and you know, like the we can do it ourselves and we can make this happen. So they went and did it. So good on you guys. And I mean, Germ-Free Adolescence, that that album by X-Ray Specs is definitely an essential album. You need to go pick that up if you're any kind of fan of punk rock. You need to have Germ-Free Adolescence. So to give you an idea what the album's like, I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard of Bondage Up Yours on a billion trillion compilations. So I'm going to play the kickoff track off Germ-Free Adolescence. This is a great rocker. This one's called The Day the World Turned Dayglow. Here you go.
that was the X-ray specs with the day the world turned to day glow. You can find that on their album Germ-Free Adolescence. Like I said, essential record that you need to go get. And, and I know that Polly actually did put out a solo album this year just prior to her death. So uh, I'm guilty of not having heard that. So I'm definitely going to go check it out. I'm going to go do my homework on that and let you guys know how it is. So I'm uh, looking forward to it for sure. Now uh, there was a couple of. I guess interesting deaths. I don't know any other way to say it, but people that have intertwined and connected in their lives and have worked with each other. There's a pair of those deaths coming up. So the next two songs here is actually kind of two deaths in one song each time. That's, uh, you know, I just kind of ran into those as I was, you know, looking over the list of people that died and people I remember that died. Uh, so this next one is actually, we're going to pay tribute to two people, uh, Carl Gardner, who was, one of the main singers in the Coasters, and Jerry Lieber of Lieber and Stoller, the just amazing songwriting team. You've heard Lieber and Stoller songs. I mean, they. I mean, in addition, they wrote like a ton of stuff for the Coasters, so those are some of my favorite rock and roll songs ever. I mean, they wrote Yakety Yak, they wrote Charlie Brown, Along Came Jones, Smokey Joe's Cafe, all of those songs. Lieber and Stoller, hell, they, they wrote Hound Dog. They wrote Kansas City. They wrote Stand By Me, Jailhouse Rock, Love Potion Number 9. I'm forgetting some. Uh, God, yeah, put me on the spot. Okay, but there you go. Uh, Searching, I know they wrote Searching for the Coasters. Yeah, a lot of Coasters hits. And I love the Coasters. I think the Coasters is probably the best 50s band. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of any other one that I like more than them. They're, they're just a lot of fun to listen to. Their songs are real catchy. I could listen to them every day for, for the rest of my life. Easy. So, um... No problem playing the coasters here at all. I didn't really know what to play because it's kind of a pick 'em, but I went with one obviously that Jerry Lieber helped write. So here you go. This is the coasters with a song written by Lieber and Stoller, and this is Poison Ivy. There you go. She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows. She'll get you in touch You can look but you better not touch Poison Ivy Poison Ivy Late at night while you're sleeping Poison Ivy comes a creeping around She's pretty as a daisy But look up man she's crazy She'll really do you in skin poison ivy poison ivy late at night while you're sleeping poison ivy comes a creeping around measles make you bumpy and mumps will make you lumpy and chicken pox will make you jump and switch a common cold will fool you and whooping cough can cool you but poison ivy lord will make you itch mess around Poison Ivy Poison Ivy Late at night while you're sleeping Poison Ivy comes a creeping around Measles make you bumpy and mumps will make you lumpy and 
chicken pox will make you jump and twitch. I come and call a fool ya, and hoop and cough and coo ya. But poison of the Lord will make you itch ya. You're gonna need an ocean now, a calamine lotion now. You'll be scratching like a hound now. The minute you start to mess around, poison. All right, that was the coasters with Poison Ivy. Uh, you can get that one. You know, if you want to get anything by the coasters, uh, Definitely steer clear of the off-labels, so basically just stick with anything that says, like, you know, Rhino Records. Just basically go with a trusted label, because there's so many bad re-recordings out there of their songs. But uh, just go go find a good, very best of the coast or just something on Rhino Records, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Uh, but yeah, I, I forgot to mention, actually, before the song, uh, Jerry Lieber, heralded songwriter, he died August 22nd of heart failure at the age of 78. And Carl Gardner, one of the singers there for the Coasters, he died June 12th, also due to heart failure at the age of 83. So, you know, definitely seemed like they lived full lives. I know that Carl, uh, his son, Carl Gardner Jr., actually, he got the torch passed to him by his dad, basically, to go out and do Coasters songs, you know, keep the songs alive on the road. So if you ever see them out and about playing, that that would be uh, Carl Gardner's son there on the lead vocals. So, um, yeah. And this is going to be another two-for-one, actually, coming up here. Uh, we also lost a, a, another very heralded uh, songwriter and, you know, also a singer in his own right, but uh, Nick Ashford of the Ashford and Simpson team. Uh, Ashford and Simpson wrote so many songs for Motown, not even funny. I literally had to get a list because it'll make my head hurt trying to think of how many songs they wrote. I know they wrote some stuff for Ray Charles back in the day. I know they wrote Let's Go Get Stoned, I Don't Need No Doctor. Uh, they wrote a lot of the um, the duets that Marvin Gaye did with Tammy Terrell. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Ain't no mountain high enough. That stuff. Uh, they wrote songs for Shaka Khan and Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, some Dinah Ross stuff. Uh, Gladys Knight. Smokey Robinson, which is, you know, I love that. And Smokey's a great songwriter in his own right. But, you know, they even wrote songs for him. Uh, so Motown wouldn't have had probably half the hits they had without this guy. So definitely a true loss, definitely a Hall of Famer for sure. And uh, also, very interestingly enough, you know, Nick Ashford, uh, yeah, say Nick Ashford died on August 22nd. He had throat cancer. It's horrible, just awful. And uh, the the connection here is that um, a lady by the name of Gladys Horton died earlier this year on January 26th. Uh, She had multiple strokes and, and died, unfortunately. She was one of the main singers in the group The Marvelettes. So uh, Ashford and Simpson actually did write uh, a song for The Marvelettes. And so I'm going to play that for you right now as a tribute to both of these artists. This is The Marvelettes with Destination Anywhere.
That was the Marvelettes with Destination Anywhere. And you can find that song uh, pretty much on any really good Marvelettes best of. Like I said with the coasters, just stick to your known labels, your Motowns and your Polygrams and stuff like that, and you will be just fine. Uh, and the Marvelettes also, uh, they're, probably their most well-known song is Please Mr. Postman, so I'm sure you've all heard that for sure. So, uh, And like I said, that was in tribute to Nick Ashford and Gladys Horton. So... All right, uh, we, we've done our old-school rock and roll. We've done our punk rock, Motown stuff. Uh, now we're going to get to some of the hard rock deaths of the year. And the, the three main hard rock deaths are really interesting because uh, neither of them are alike. You know, it, it's <laughs> couldn't pick three more different personalities for sure. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Janie Lane. And Janie Lane, of course, was the uh, most popular lead singer of Warrant. Uh, he had his problems for sure over the years. He, uh, you know, I always saw interviews with him, especially over like the last, you know, ever since, uh, you know, Warrant fell out of favor with uh, mainstream music. Uh, definitely struggled a lot with uh, the changing trends and seemed like a, he seemed like a, always seemed like a really depressed guy. And sadly, he kind of let the bottle and other things take over for him. And I, I remember actually seeing Janie on Celebrity Fit Club a few years ago. And, you know, I was never the biggest Warrant fan. You know, I I definitely saw him as a little bit lower tier, obviously, than, you know, some of the bands that came before him in the California scene, like Motley and, you know, even Poison, for that matter. But, it, you know, when he went on Fit Club, I, I felt really bad for the guy for some reason. I guess it's because it's just, you know, it's someone you, you grow up and you see, and so he's kind of part of your pop culture youth. So, you know, when you talked about the problems he had and and how he was real weak and everything, I, I just felt bad for him, and I was really pulling for him, and he seemed to be doing really well on the show. And, you know, I even said, you know, if this guy sticks to it, I'll go support him. You know, if he plays a solo show in town, or even if he gets back with Warren, I'll, I'll go see him. I'll support him. And, you know, shortly after the show finished up, he was just back to his old ways, unfortunately. I got some horrendous show reports, you know, like online and talking about how bad the shows were and it's just really sad I'm, I'm i'm not trying to be negative here i just you know it's, it's just a sad situation for sure you know w- whether you're a fan of the guy or not i mean you know nobody wants to see people act that way and be that way i mean the guy even had kids i mean it's just uh, you know but uh yeah i mean when he died actually i i found out a bunch of interesting facts about him uh you know he'd been playing music for a long time and apparently he was even drumming professionally around 11 or 12 years old, and apparently even played drums on some of those Warren albums here and there. But uh, finding out that his birth name was John Kennedy Oswald, that was really crazy to find out. I mean, he was born, like, right after Kennedy was assassinated, like, I think two months after. So I guess since his last name was Oswald, his parents must have given him the middle name Kennedy as a, you know, like, he's going to have some problems, so let's... uh. <laughs> So yeah, I can only imagine having, having growing up, especially during the the rest of the '60s, with the last name Oswald. That could not have been easy. So yeah, his real name was John Kennedy Oswald. <laughs> so yeah, let him be Janie Lane. I have no problem with that. So uh, you know, of course, Warren had a lot of big hits: Down Boys, Heaven, Sometimes She Cries, Cherry Pie, of course. Uh, you know, which I'm sure some of you out there have seen those VH1 interviews he's done the last few years where he said that he could literally shoot himself in the head for writing Cherry Pie. So even after those interviews, he would continue to perform that song live. So I, uh, 
you know, I of course heard those first two Warrant records a lot, but you know, I give them credit. They they tried to keep at it. Uh, their third album, Dog Eat Dog, is actually a pretty cool hard rock album. So I think I'm going to go for that one here on the show. I'm going to play you the the first single that they released from that album, Dog Eat Dog, in 1993. This is a a pretty cool hard rocker, actually. It's one of my probably if I had to pick a favorite Warrant song, this is probably it. So here you go. This is Machine Gun.
That was Warrant with Machine Gun. Like I said, you can find that on the album Dog Eat Dog. And, you know, I I felt like I was being a little negative (laughs) in throwing the last song there. But uh, I remembered another really interesting fact about Janie. I read an interview. I I recall this a couple of years ago. I think it was like a metal sludge or something like that. Uh, He had talked to or he claimed that Warrant was actually approached early on by Prince. Like, Prince wanted to sign them, apparently, and kind of mold the band uh, the way he wanted to. And apparently they were about ready to go for it, but I guess there were some creative differences. So he actually said that at the zero hour they turned him down. So uh, what that would have been if they had gone ahead with uh, the Prince uh, side of things. And (laughs) who knows? In an alternate universe, that happened, right? So, all right, so there you go. Uh, sad the way Janie went out, but, you know, he did it to himself. Uh, died August 11th at age 47. And uh, there's another guy, really sad, really sad case here. Uh, Mike Starr. Mike Starr was the original bass player for Alice in Chains. And uh, he played on the, the, the first few albums. He played on Facelift. He played on Sap. And he played on Dirt, which I think... In my opinion, Dirt is the best Alice in Chains album. I'm sure most people would agree. But um, he was kicked out of the band apparently during the Dirt tour because uh, he had already started to have major drug problems. He got replaced by Mike Inez of Ozzy's band, who they were touring with at the time. But uh, uh, apparently, I mean, that, that that's that's a hard thing to get over, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, so uh, I, I think in order to pay a proper tribute to Mike Starr. Uh, You know, I did ask a few shows ago for you guys to send in something about, you know, if you wanted to say something about one of the major deaths of the year, please do so, and I would definitely read it here on the show. And I did get one from Adam, one of of the really good friends of the show here, and uh, I'm going to read his tribute here to Mike Starr. So here you go. Uh, Alice in Chains was by far my favorite band of all time. Uh, Favorite band doesn't always have to be about, quote, being the best. For me, Alice in Chains brings back the best memories of my youth. I discovered Alice in Chains and instantly fell in love when I first heard Man in a Box. Before I knew it, I was buying every album and loving every track. For my personal taste, there was never a better lineup of Alice in Chains than the original one with Mike Starr. I was always a huge fan of Lane Staley and Mike Starr, and I was devastated when Lane passed away. The most heartbreaking part of Starr's passing would have to be his appearances on Celebrity Rehab. It was on this show that Starr revealed that Lane's passing made his addictions worse. You could see Starr really loved and cared for Lane. They were best friends, and Starr struggled to cope with his death. But there seemed to be a silver lining. Starr actually seemed to get on top of his addictions. Unfortunately for all of us, he relapsed, and ultimately, that led to his death. So frustrating to see him finally get his life on track, and then to watch it all fall apart. Mike Starr, however, proves just how deadly an addiction can be. No version of Alice in Chains will ever compare to the version that included Starr and Staley. The recent, quote, new version just doesn't work for me. No offense to Jerry Cantrell, but he's really not worth much without Staley. I I agree, actually, by the way. (laughs) Cantrell's first solo album was good, but the second was terrible. As far as Alice in Chains albums go, Facelift has to be one of the best from top to bottom. I definitely, that's a very good record, in my own words there. But back to Adam. Uh, but wait five seconds and I might tell you dirt or sap. Uh, when I'm down and out and I need some inspiration or an album to cheer me up, I always reach for the unplugged album. In fact, if things are really tough, I watch the DVD of the show. 
Uh, Alice in Chains in acoustic format is heaven to me. Uh, I would have to say one of my favorites from the Mike Starr days would be Down in a Hole. Uh, you bet that when both Staley and Starr passed away, I listened to Alice in Chains' Unplugged show as a tribute to them. Uh, it rarely leaves my car. No matter how bad the new version gets, at least I always have the memories, and you will never be able to take away my collection of Alice in Chain albums, box sets, DVDs, and VHS tapes away from me. So, thank you so much, Adam, for that. I really appreciate you sending that in. So, without further ado, we're going to pay tribute here to Mike Starr, who died on March 8th, officially due to, a, I guess, an accidental prescription drug overdoses, is what the official thing says. So, uh, here you go. This is Mike Starr playing bass for Alice in Chains uh, on Ad- one of Adam's favorite Alice in Chains songs. This is Down in a Hole.
That was Allison Chains with Down in a Hole. And you can find that song on their album Dirt. And there's a couple of different Allison Chains best ofs, I believe. That song is pretty much on every single one of them, for sure. But I would recommend anything that has that on there. Uh, I definitely have no argument with saying that Dirt is the best Allison Chains album to get, for sure. And uh, like I said, that was a tribute to Mike Starr. And once again, thank you, Adam, for sending in your comments and tribute to Mike Starr. Really appreciate that. So, uh, Moving on, <laughs> this is the uh, the third major hard rock death of the year. Like I said, uh, Janie Lane, very different from Mike Starr, and both of those guys are very different from this next gentleman. Uh, I'm going to play you a song uh, in tribute to a fellow named Corey Smoot. Now, you're not going to know that name. I didn't know that name either, so don't feel bad. (laughs) Uh, Corey had been playing for the last ten years, basically, in a band called Gwar. Now, I played Gwar a few shows ago, but... uh, uh, this was the, when I played them on the show. This had not happened yet. I mean, literally last month, uh, in early November, November third to be exact, uh, Corey Smoot had actually been performing with Gore, like I said, for the last decade, uh, performing as the lead guitarist, Flatus Maximus. Now, that character has had a few different people play them over the years, but Corey was the longest running member of that particular character, and hardcore fans of Gore consider him to be the definitive guy for that character so it was definitely a big loss for that fan base a, a big loss in the metal community in general uh it's it's a real interest i was reading his story Corey was a guy who was basically just a big war fan uh huge fan of the band he auditioned for him a couple of times apparently when the the slot was uh, made available and he got it i think the second time he auditioned he finally got the job and he he proved to be very invaluable to the band over the years. I mean, he was a—he had his own studio. He was a production guy, so he helped uh, produce a lot of those records that they put out with him. You know, and I've heard those records. They're—they're they're very good. You know, for what they are. If you like Gore, you will definitely see them as quality releases for sure. So, uh, they were apparently just crossing the border into Canada on tour, and they found him dead in the bus. And there hasn't really—I haven't found any official reports as to why he died, but. Uh, uh, died very young, and it's just really sad. Apparently, he had a family, left a, a wife and kids behind. That's always tragic, no matter what the consequence is. But, um, I, you know, I felt bad, you know, and I was definitely compelled to do this. I'm going to play this particular song as a tribute to him. And the main reason being, it's actually not a gore song, it's a cover of a Deglo Abortion song. But this track did just get released last week on iTunes, and uh, the proceeds do go to Corey's family. So, had no issue paying the dollar to help out, because, you know, I, I encourage you to do the same thing. Even if you're not a fan, you know, it's it's it, it's going to go to a good cause. So, uh, help out his wife and kids, for sure. You know, I'm sure Gore's doing their part as well. Obviously, a big loss for the band, like I said once again. All the sad stuff aside, this is a very interesting song. You know Gore, so you know you're not going to want to have any kids in the room or anything like that. And uh, it's it's not for those that are easily offended. So here you go. This is a cover of the Dayglow Abortion song called Isn't This Disgusting? You Are Warned. Here you go. <laughs>
Like the way you treated that hooker last night? Far fucking out, dude! You really dominated her! And just think she's about the same age as your daughter, you fucking pig! And how about your daughter? Do you still beat her? Or do you fuck her now, too? Like your whole family when you take them out to McDonald's or Burger King and stuff their ugly faces full of that diarrhea! Do you know what I mean? Like, all I wanna know is when are you gonna open your eyes and take a look around and realize that it's your greed and your materialism that's destroying this planet. So why don't you shut the fuck up about censorship because it's you I'm saying about asshole. Isn't this disgusting? And you can find that. Like I said, I encourage you to download that on iTunes and help support Corey Smoot's family. Uh, it's a good cause. Classy move by Gore to do that. And uh, <laughs> and 
Also, another class... You won't hear me say classy move by Gore pretty much any other time ever, but uh, uh, they also, out of respect and and love to Corey, they retired that particular character, so they will not be using the Flash Maximus character anymore as a tribute to Corey. So I thought that was a really cool move. So, yeah, there you go. And uh, now, uh, the second-to-last song here I'm going to play tonight. Uh, this is... Easily the death and music that got the most press, for sure, without a doubt. This is going to play a song by Amy Winehouse. And uh, I don't know if you expected me to play a song by Amy Winehouse, but I'm gonna. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a, a true tragic character definitely just got caught up in the, uh, you know, all the fame and all that glitz and glamour and stuff like that. And she just didn't know how to keep it under control, unfortunately. But uh, I'm going to say the generic thing that everybody else says. Uh, supremely talented lady. She really was talented. She was a great singer. She was a great front woman. And she definitely would have done a whole lot more if she had stuck around. So, damn tragic death. And, and once again, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I feel weird saying this sometimes. I, I don't want to come off as preachy. I'm a very straight edge guy. I don't drink. I don't do drugs ever. Never have, never will. And I just, and it's things like this, even just going over all these deaths here. I just don't get it and I just why why would you do it I mean I don't care how much uh, enhancing they say it does to your talent if you don't have the ability to do it on your own then you can't do it you know that's just how I feel and I just you know I, just, I will just not understand this ever I, I want to remember things I want to live as long as I can you know I know we don't really have control over that but you know I'm definitely. I think you're definitely helping the odds by not messing with this crap. So there you go. I I did have to, I did preach there a little bit. So uh, I apologize. I'm gonna move on here. Uh, this is my favorite performance that Amy ever did for sure. This is actually on uh, an album by Mark Ronson, who's a really talented production guy. He's he's done some work with uh, Amy, of course. Did her records. Did some stuff with Sharon Jones. So I think he's got a great knack for getting a good old school sound out of some modern people. This was definitely no exception. This was actually a Zootons cover. Uh, this is a song called Valerie and this is Amy all the way on lead vocals. This is uh, Mark Ronson with Amy Winehouse doing Valerie. Here you go. Check this one out. Hi, it's Rolling. I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. I was having too much fun. Well, sometimes Since I come home, well my body's been a mess, and I'm 
walk across the border Mark Ronson with Amy Winehouse on lead vocals there, doing uh, the Zootons' Valerie. And uh, I, I just really like that song. I love the production on it. I love the way the music sounds. I think that's a really cool track. So there's a, there's my personal tribute to Amy Winehouse. You will be missed, for sure. Uh, you know, what? other thing that's really interesting about uh, this Amy Winehouse death, and of course all the magazines are, you know, doing kind of the same thing I'm doing here, paying tribute to the people we lost this year in all aspects of entertainment. And I remember uh, seeing the Amy Winehouse tribute, and it was uh, the essay was actually done by Tony Bennett, of all people, but uh, for good cause. I know that Tony and Amy did a duet together on his album that just came out, and I think a lot of, you know, I love Tony, but I think due to the fact that Amy was on his album posthumously at that point, uh, Amy got him a number one record out of it. So now... Because of that, Tony Bennett actually made chart history. He is now the oldest person to top the Billboard album chart. So at 85, I don't think anybody's going to beat that record. you think anyone's going to be hit number one past 85? Uh, it probably won't ever happen. So there you go. Chart history was made this year basically as a domino effect from the death of Amy Winehouse. So, And uh, for, for my last song here today, this is a very epic song I'm going to play for you. I think it's a great closer. And I think... I speak for most, especially classic rock people, saying this was the big loss of the year for sure. Uh, Gary Moore. Gary Moore died on February 6th. He had a heart attack at age 58. Uh, Gary Moore, just one of the most highly respected rock guitar players ever. And this is before he died. We were giving it up for Gary. Gary, uh, you know, at the same time, he's very underrated. He was a true talent. He was an Irishman. Uh, he played in Thin Lizzy for a little bit. He actually played on uh, my two favorite Thin Lizzy albums, Nightlife and Black Rose. He played all over Black Rose. Uh, chances are, like I said before, and I'll say it again, you probably have something with Gary Moore on it, whether it's the that second Traveling Wilburys album or uh, you know something he played with on Ozzy. He did some stuff with George Harrison. He played on some Stone stuff. He's He's played with tons of people. And this guy got around. He was... A very well-versed and uh, just multi-instrumentalist too. I mean, he played guitar and bass and keyboards and harmonica. He was he was a true talent, top to bottom. Uh, very bluesy in his uh, influence for sure. Uh, just classic blues rock guitar player. And uh, you know he 
you know, I, I guess uh, it was just, you know, consistent hard living as as a rock and roll guy. So, but you, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, I I had a lot of stuff that Gary played on that didn't have a lot of his stuff solo. But uh, the more I hear it, the more I want to dig deep and and check it out for sure. This is this is a song I was actually turned on to by Mark Striegel. So uh, that guy's got great taste in music. Uh, he played this song on his show earlier this year. So I'm going to share it here with you guys. This is a song from uh, one of Gary Moore's solo albums from 1987 called Wild Frontier. I think this is a great epic song, and it really shows off his uh, Irish roots as well. And Check it out. It's called Over the Hills and Far Away.
That was the late, great Gary Moore with Over the Hills and Far Away. Uh, go pick up some Gary Moore. Go check it out. I mean, I haven't heard anything that I haven't liked by him yet. So, uh, you know, like I said, further listening, Gary Moore solo stuff. Check out Thin Lizzy's Black Rose. That's uh, my favorite thing so far that he's played on for sure. So, uh, Gary, definitely well-respected guy. Will be missed, as everybody here that I played here on the show today, I believe that they will be missed. Uh, they definitely had their fans, and uh, you know, I I am gonna do this show every year, but uh, it's a hard show to do. So I hope you're with me on this, and I I hope you enjoyed what you heard here today. I hope you heard some songs you never heard before. Uh, let me know what your favorite songs are or your least favorite songs are. You can go to cnjradio.com. You're gonna find all the links there, the Facebook, uh, the iTunes, where you can go and subscribe on iTunes. That's one of the most important things. I would love for you to subscribe. And leave that review on there. That's going to help me a lot. And, uh, of course, you are always welcome to send in your requests and your show theme requests. I uh, would love to hear from you guys. And I'm already hearing from a lot of you. I've got some new listeners out there. Thank you so much, new listeners, for being on board. Please help keep spreading the word. I, and that, that's what it's all about. So uh, we're going to be back on the next show. It's going to be that time. Uh, you know, I'm definitely planning on doing a top 10 albums of the year. I may try to squeeze a show in between there. We'll see. Uh, so we'll see. Tune in till then. The only way you won't miss out is to subscribe on iTunes. So thanks a lot for checking the show out. And last thing, on a personal note before I go here tonight, uh, New Year's Eve's coming up, so I will be extremely mad, sad, and disappointed in any one of you if I'm paying tribute to you on the next show. So, please, don't drink and drive. Stay home. Or stay safe at someone's house. It'll let you stay there. Uh, AAA's free on New Year's Eve. Give them a call if you need a ride. They'll take you in your car. Do what you gotta do to stay safe on New Year's Eve. That's it. That's my PSA. It's from the heart. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. Have a happy New Year.